0: This episode is brought to you in part by Canderell. Coming soon, a luxury master-planned condominium community rising at the corner of Bathurst and St. Clair. Situated directly on the subway and streetcar line, a monument of architecture and interior design, a timeless expression of glamour and grace. Forêt Forest Hill. Register today at live at forêt.ca. That's live at f-o-r-e-t dot ca.
1: So in our decision to move to London, an important part of it was our ability to to really have an impact with our community. And London really was
0: uh, accessible for that. The Jewish day school was kind of... That's what it sounds like on one of the new videos for the Welcome Home Project. It's the brainchild of the three Jewish communities of London, Windsor and Hamilton. And they're cooperating to try to attract dozens of new Jewish families to move there. They're reaching out to Jews in South America and the former Soviet Union, but also closer to home young Jewish families from the Toronto area. Organizers think the timing for their pitch is right because there are many Jewish families who simply cannot afford the million or two million dollar price tag to buy a house in the GTA right now. The federations promise to help make immigration connections, they'll throw in some financial perks to cover some of the moving costs, and what the federations get in return is a boost to their Jewish communities, which have been in decline.
2: When I was meeting people when I first moved to London, I met a lovely young couple, and he was from Israel and moved to London. uh, And he started dating a woman from Toronto, and they were deciding where they were going to live. And his famous line to her, which I've now stolen for the campaign, is uh, I can give you a good life in Toronto, or I can give you a great life in London.
0: I'm Ellen Besner, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like for Wednesday, June the 8th, 2022. Welcome to the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. The three Jewish federations hired a PR outfit to record some catchy videos and build a common website for the Welcome Home project. And they didn't have to come up with the idea from scratch. There's been a successful program like it for 25 years now in Winnipeg, and CEO Gustavo Reinberg of Hamilton's Jewish community was actually the first immigrant to come to Manitoba under that program. Coming up, we'll hear from the three leaders. But first, here's what's making news elsewhere in Canada right now. I'm Elaine Goldstein from the Jewish Federation of Winnipeg, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like. A 16-year-old teenager from Thornhill, Ontario, Jordan Berg, was an honorary chair of this past weekend's Gutsy Walk in York Region. It's a one-day national fundraiser for people who live with Crohn's disease, or colitis. Jordan is a student at Stephen Lewis High School. He was diagnosed with Crohn's when he was seven years old. There is no cure. He's had multiple surgeries over his young life and 100 IVs or more. Jordan says he participated as chairman to give hope to those suffering from the autoimmune condition. The Berg family spent the pandemic in lockdown creating a cookbook. They've called it You Gotta Make This with some of Jordan's favorite recipes, especially cookies. And the proceeds go to Crohn's and Colitis Canada. I've put the link in our show notes if you want to find out more. And joining me now are the CEOs of the three Jewish federations. Gustavo Reinberg of Hamilton joins us via Zoom. And with me in person are Dan Brotman from Windsor and Rob Nagus from Jewish London. Very happy to be here. (laughs) It's great to have all of you guys. What made you guys start this campaign?
3: I always say that I'm a product of the the effort of of the Hamilton Jewish, of the um... Winnipeg Jewish Federation, you know, that when they decided to go to Argentina and uh, invite invite and meet people, young families, professionals in Argentina willing to move to Winnipeg. Um, you know, at the time, I, I, I didn't know that Winnipeg exists, to be honest, but it uh, was a great experience. And for me, I can I can say that was a great community effort. And that's something that I like to replicate and I like to to do it for other peoples because it was a change, uh, you know, like a, a huge change in my life. You know, it was like a, a great experience. And I, I, I think that there's a lot of people looking for a, a better quality of life, a different kind of life, and more professional opportunities, you know, and a better, maybe Jewish life in general.
1: Yeah, I mean, so the, you know, I I think just one thing I wanted to say first is, you know, many people were surprised that our three communities decided to partner on a newcomer program and opposed to each doing our own, you know, there were some people who said, well, how can you work with London, for example, you know, they'll steal people from you. Um, and I think sort of our consensus was that each of our cities offers something totally different. And we're essentially offering a menu, but we each offer something so unique that we're not actually really competing with each other. For some people, living close to Toronto is a priority. For other people, being near a major research university or being right next to the U.S. as a priority. There, b- between the three of our cities, there's something for everyone.
0: Okay, so let's talk numbers. I asked them, what are you guys expecting to get in terms of families or singles numbers each year as you go forward?
1: Well, uh, initially, uh, you know, for Windsor, we said that if we could attract 25 newcomers we had a very modest goal, 25 newcomers within the first year of this program, we would see it as a success. You've got to remember our community was 3,000 at its peak in like the 1970s. We're down to about 1,000 now. And the average age of a Jewish person in Windsor is probably in their 60s or older. Uh, so for us, it's not only bringing 25 people, but it's bringing 25 uh, younger, fam- younger people or younger families who intend on
2: staying in Windsor and being active in the community. So I would see that as a success for us. Mm-hmm. And in terms of a target number, I think we're, we're on very much the same page as Windsor. If, if we could reach 2025 in our first year, I think that would be a, a, a huge boon for our community.
0: And how many people live in London now that affiliate that you know?
2: Uh, we estimate that it's around 2,500. Mm-hmm. Um, but as when Western is in session, there's uh, we estimate that there's about 3,000 Jewish students. So there are a lot of Jews in Western, uh, sorry, a lot of Jews in London.
3: Um, it's about connecting them all. Mm-hmm.
0: And what about for Hamilton? What are your numbers that you're hoping for?
3: Well, we're hoping for it. I think we have a, a, a similar a similar number.
0: How much does it cost for a house now, average price in, in Windsor, do you know? So and if, London what, what and if, Hamilton.
1: As of last year, the two most affordable cities for housing in Ontario was, were Windsor and London. So the, as of last year, the average house in Windsor cost $534,000 and the average house in London costs $578,000. Uh, Hamilton was $830,000, which is still less expensive than Toronto itself. Ownership for young people is totally attainable in Windsor. When I look at young members of the Jewish community, I mean, almost no one rents. Everyone owns their own home. Hmm. It's still a possibility in smaller cities like us.
3: Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, what I like to add is saying the cost of living. It's important, you know, in the case of the small communities, also to consider the cost of Jewish education. You know what I mean? If if you try to pay Jewish education, private education in 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 Toronto it's very different to for the school. One thousand dollars a year. Yeah, exactly. That's not the case in any of our cities. So you know, so maybe yeah, Hamilton is more expensive. Like the 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 housing here, it's it's went a little bit up, but I think that also you compensate with other expenses that that you know you can afford here and at the same time buy a house, it not being like a mortgage poor, you know, like pay only for the mortgage. it.
0: Can we talk a bit about um, the, the the view that some people have that if you don't or if you're not in Montreal or you're not in Toronto or you're not in Vancouver, how is it getting it's, kosher
3: food? Listen, it's it's not an issue. It's like maybe. Uh, it's you don't have the variety or the amount of uh, stores that you have in Toronto or or or, or Montreal, but we have kosher uh, food available in uh, there's like stores like supermarkets that so they have a great variety of kosher products. We are very in our case we're fortunate to be close to to Toronto, so it's easy to bring food or go there for shopping. It's not a problem, but I don't I. I, I, I don't think that the kosher food or, or kashrut is going to be an impediment for people to- It's not a deal to breaker. Yeah. To, to Hamilton, not at all. I mean, it's not going to be like, you're not going to be around the corner and find the kosher, the kosher meat, but it's available in Hamilton. Mm-hmm. So okay.
1: In Windsor, we're in a pretty unique situation. Um, so we have two rabbis right now in the city. They both happen to be Orthodox we do not have an a roof and we have a very small population that keeps shabbat but what's unique about windsor is that we are 10 minutes away from a jewish community that's almost the size of montreal so we have huge kosher supermarkets jewish day schools every type of synagogue you would want uh, over the cro- over, over the border um, as well as events almost every day of the week happening in the Detroit Jewish community. So if we begin to view ourselves as part of the Detroit Jewish community, we actually have a lot to offer. Sure, it's easy. Um, But I think that, you know, I think the, the major impediment would be not having a large Shomer Shabbat community in Windsor, as well as a lack of Aruv, but certainly access to kosher food events, day schools,
2: if you don't mind sending your child to school in the U.S., it's no problem. And I think that a lot of the themes that you see in the other two communities are applicable in London as well. Um, we do have a relative, considering our size, I think there are quite a few people who are Shomer Shabbat, uh, is getting kosher, uh, kosher food difficult? Um, I would say you, you definitely have to put in the effort. There are uh, you know limited number of grocery stores where you can buy kosher food and kosher meat that comes frozen. Um, but there are sort of grassroots initiatives between the Jewish community. People will place an order from Toronto and let all their friends know about it. They'll place an order from Hamilton. Uh, and I also think in terms of getting access to more kosher food, it's, it's a little bit of a field of dream scenario. If you build it, they will come. If we can attract more people who and, and create that need for kosher food, it will sort of uh, enable us to, to provide more for our kosher keeping Jewish community residents.
0: All right. Well, thanks so much, all of you, for being on the CJN hey, thanks
3: so Thank much you so that. much. Thank you.
0: I should say that the prices that were quoted for the housing were a year old. They're quite a bit higher now, but still much less than living in the GTA. And that's what Jewish Canada sounds like for this episode of the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. Integrity, community, quality and customer care. Today's listener shout-out goes to Bill Mandelman of Toronto. He listens to the CJN Daily in the mornings after his coffee and after he checks the funeral announcements from Benjamin's and Steele's Memorial Chapel. And we'll end the show with a little clip from Jordan Berg, the spokesperson for the Crohn's and Colitis Walk I mentioned earlier in the show. He was speaking at the Walk Sunday in Richmond Hill. As your honorary chair,
3: my
1: goal is to inspire hope. Hope for a greater understanding of the difficulties living with IBD hope for better treatments, hope for remission, hope to one day live without pain, and hope to eliminate the stigma that plagues the IBD community. And I finally hope to sell many more cookbooks to raise money for IBD research. Thank you for allowing me to be your honorary chair. It has been a fantastic journey. Have a great day at Gutsy Walk 2022, and let's make a difference together.